Hello everyone. My name is Brendan Marr. The noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to A Larger World. My Wednesday show presented by Page Turners. They were not my Star Wars podcast. Today, continuing our discussion of the scores and soundtracks of the Star Wars saga, we come now to The Empire Strikes Back. Composed and conducted by John Williams, recorded with the London Symphony Orchestra and Abbey Road Studios, by the way. Made famous by the Beatles. So, let us dive right in. We begin with the main theme and the theme for the planet Hoth. As soon as the score begins, to me, it has a very icy sound in keeping with Hoth. It has that cold sound. Now, the track listing on the CD is not in order. To appearance in the movie, so I'll be reading it off as listed on the track. Or track listing. We then get the Wampa's Lair, which is where Luke is hanging upside down, and some nice stuff there. And then we get the vision of Obi-Wan with the first reprise of the Force theme. And the wonderful music of the Snowspeeders searching for Luke and Han. Wonderful piece there. Then we get the Imperial Probe which is the music that plays in the first scene in the movie. When the Star Destroyer launches probes into space. And then we get Aboard the Executor, which is Darth Vader's flagship, which is where we thirst here the Imperial March. Believe it or not, the Imperial March never appeared in the original movie. Only in the Empire Strikes Back did it appear. We then get a long piece called the Battle of Hoth. The music of the walkers. The music which is very metallic, very mechanized, very regimented sound in keeping with the movement of the walkers. And some great bits of music there. And then we get, I think, probably the first piece of the soundtrack that I really connect with. And that is the Asteroid Field. Dun, 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 dun. Da, da. Da, 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 da. I can't do it, but I got it running through my head. 
great music, great action, very kinetic. It's quite wonderful and a brilliantly done scene of special effects. And then we get Arrival on Dagobah, which is very swampy, very... The music of Star Wars has always conveyed the environments. And the music for Dagobah is very swampy. And then we get the music when Yoda first appears. Which, if I recall, features Yoda's theme, or at least the, the first bits of it, which we'll get into a major beautiful theme later. So that's probably a good place to take a break and hear about our sponsor. When we come back, we'll discuss this in further detail. Okay, and that was a word about Anchor. All right. Uh, the piece is called Luke's Nocturnal Visitor, which is where we first hear Yoda's theme. Though not in full. And then we get to probably the best remembered theme of this movie besides the Imperial March. And that would be Han Solo and the Princess. Which is Han and Leia's love theme. Which is absolutely beautiful. absolutely beautiful and it was so good to hear it reprised in both Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Then we get Jedi Master Revealed where Yoda reveals himself and then Minoc Cave which turns out isn't a cave after all. get that great jump scare with the Minoc. Weird little creatures. And then we get the training of the Jedi Knight, which involves Yoda teaching Luke about the Force. The magic tree, which is where Luke encounters the specter of Vader and faces his deepest fear that he might become like Vader. And then we get the most famous piece to come out of this movie, the Imperial March, which is probably one of the most popular Star Wars themes besides the main theme. Which I, I love. I don't think I love it as much as others. 
the Imperial March is not my favorite Star Wars piece, but it's up there. And then we get Yoda's theme, which is absolutely beautiful. And is used very creatively throughout the movie, even including being used in the Escape from Cloud City. And then, of course, you know, appearing later in that sequel trilogy and in the prequels. And then we get attacking a Star Destroyer. That's a nice piece. Yoda and the Force, which is teaching Luke about the Force as well as lifting the X-Wing out of the swamp. That very piece was used, note for note, in The Rise of Skywalker when this ghost of Luke lifts his X-Wing out of the water for Rey to use. And then we get Imperial Starfleet deployed, City in the Clouds, very nice. The music in Cloud City is great. And then we get Lando's Palace, which is a beautiful, very lilting piece of what it's like to live on Cloud City. And it has a very cloudy sound to it, like a, a paradise kind of sound. Gorgeous is what it is. Then we get Betrayal of Bespin and Deal with the Dark Lord. Ones that are good, but they don't particularly stick out to me. And then we get Carbon Freeze and Darth Vader's Trap and the Departure of Boba Fett. Which involves Boba Fett's theme, which is interesting and memorable. And just the music of Han being put in Carthonite. That scene is Star Wars, I think, at its most operatic. You know, the I love you, I know. Chewbacca roaring as Han goes into the Carbonite. Great there, you know, steam and lighting. And just very powerful music. It's operatic. It, it is what Star Wars... In a nutshell, a space opera. And then we get the Clash of Lightsabers, which is surprisingly sparse. One of the tricks in composing music for a movie is knowing when not to use it. And the way they start the flight without any music is brilliant. And then we get the rescue from Cloud City and hyperspace, which is some great, great action cues, a reprise of Yoda's theme. It's an absolutely wonderful music during the escape scene. And this part of the score is one of my favorites. I know it's one of Mark Riley's favorites. Check out Mark Riley if you if you don't know him. 
he loves this queue. And then, of course, we get the Rebel Fleet and the end title. Which is also very operatic. And that's Luke recovering on the medical frigate. Getting his new hand and the heroes planning for their eventual rescue of Han Solo. It's beautiful. It's operatic. The last scene has like no dialogue. The last maybe three, four minutes. And it ends with Han and Leia's theme at its most operatic sounding. And that, my friends, is the end of the score of The Empire Strikes Back. Well, it may not be my favorite score. We'll get to that later. This, I think, may be the best Star Wars score. In terms of, as the most iconic cues, as the pieces that people know, is the most, I think, operatic, in a way. Uh, well, that can be debated, and we'll get there. But I think that this, of all of John Williams' work, might be his best score. Favorite? No. Best? Yes. And those are my thoughts on the score to The Empire Strikes Back. Let me know what your favorite Star Wars score is. If you like this score, what's your favorite pieces? Let me know in the comments. You can reach me on Twitter at Brennan Blue. B-R-E-N-N-E-N-B-L-U-E. Thank you so much for tuning in to A Larger World, presented by Paige Turner's They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And may the force be with you. <laughs>